fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Final Welcome to the Fantasy Fullback Dive, the post-game tailgate, week six, brought to you by the good people at the Roto Street Journal, acting as your lead blocker to fantasy glory, fantasy excellence, fantasy brilliance, fantasy championships, and everything in between. I'm your host, Now the Truth Jones. With me, as always, the Wolf of Roto Street himself, joining me for uh, unannounced, impromptu, late starting due to the action that's going on podcast that is going to end at at monday night kickoff so we're not going to be here for long but we're going to pack as much as we can uh and answer as many questions if we have any if people are even here because like i said they didn't know we were here um threw it together (laughs) well uh you just you look distracted oh yeah patriots are coming down to the wire here greg the leg just had to hit that piece of shit field goal so we're gonna have overtime i'm gonna be in and out back and forth but we're gonna recap all this action of course as best and succinct as we can so we can see how this shit ends over here. But yes, all your studs of the week, duds of the week, early look at the waiver wire, injury recap, all that good stuff. And of course, if you guys have any questions heading into tonight's game, Monday night game, get them on in. We will answer everything as well. But hopefully everybody's going good out there. You're crushing your fantasy matchups. If you are, great. Let us know by by who. If not, comment and and bitch out whoever's stuck for you today. But yeah, let's get on into it, Nat, for the stud of the week. All right, studs of the week. I'm going to start real fast uh, with a Thursday performance. Leonard Fournette, I'm just going to mention this because he did put up over 30 PPR points. at 81 yards, two touchdowns. He added six catches for 46. And this is a recurring theme I'm seeing with a lot of these stud running backs. It's like they have a pretty good rushing day, and then they tack on like five catches for 50. And, and that's the like, key with Fournette, right. too. Like you'd think when Gio Bernard's healthy, it, it becomes a three-headed nightmare. Not not at all, though. Le- Leonard Fournette, yeah, passing the ball, hell yeah. Here we go, baby. Come on, Mackie Jones. Uh, but Leonard Fournette, every down back, even with uh, Gio Bernard back, nearly 70-something percent of the snaps, like the guy moving forward. Low-end RB1 conversation. It's an explosive offense, tons of touches, definitely in the running for MVP. Cooper Cup, though, from the receiver's perspective, nobody was better, and that's how it's gone all year. The number one receiver in fantasy only added on to that total with nine for 132 TDs, an absolutely masterful performance as Stafford carved up another four TDs. Unbelievable. Jonathan Taylor, uh, really kind of flexing today. 145 yes. yards on the ground, two touchdowns. I watched some of that. He looked real good doing it, too. And he was splitting out wide. I mean, he was all over the field. 31 snaps compared to 11 for Hines, 9 for Mack. All over the place. Love to see that from Jonathan Taylor starting to monopolize the backfield. Huge buy low a couple weeks ago. Hopefully you got in. Joe Mixon, another big rebound effort as well. 94 yards on the ground, but also 59 yards on five catches. And every right. down horse, nearly 80% of the snaps. Also getting a TD. Beautiful stuff there from Joe Main, one of the top scoring running backs this week. All right, this is the most sexy stud in, or less least sexy stud in fantasy. We've talked about this before. Adam Thielen just plodding along, 11 catches for a buck 26 and a touchdown. We've seen this 20 times before. Target hog effort, though, is beautiful to see. We haven't seen one of those. It's a touchdown machine all year. But now that he's added the target hog game to it, it was beautiful. But his teammate, I, I mean, obviously, I have the bias as someone who owns him. But that's Dalvin Cook. 29 carries, 140 yards, and one TD. Played 66 
of the 89 snaps compared to just 12 for Madison, only three carries for Madison. It was just great to see him come back and announce I'm fully healthy. And it's just Dalvin Cook of old. It's no easing, no committee, no matter how good Madison played. It's the Dalvin Cook show again. Who's your choice for stud of the week if you had to pick one? It's all such great options. Honestly, I, I want to go with Taylor based on the rushing performance, the fact who's getting a ton of snaps split out wide. I love what I saw from Jonathan Taylor, in addition to him being the highest scoring running back right now. I would probably go with Cooper Cup, gun to my head, but Taylor would probably be my second option. Yeah, I mean, Dalvin Cooks was the most unexpected stat line, too. So that was not even unexpected. Like, you thought he'd do well, but to just dominate that, that level, like, in terms of especially the usage, that's what I really love. 30 touches, 31 touches, first came yeah. back. He's back. Clearly All right, back. let's do the opposite of what we just did. Let's <laughs> talk about some guys who really uh, laid shits this week. Um, we sent our shit across the pond to London, and – uh, Miles Gaskin did not disappoint. He wanted to make sure that they saw what the Dolphins and the Jags were really all about. He rushed five times. He picked up a solid nine yards and he caught two balls for an another five yards. So 14 total yards. Yeah. Pathetic. He had 0.8 at halftime. So at least he like three times his value by yeah. the end of that, like 2.4 or whatever it ended up being just an awful effort. He goes from 31 against the Bucks, one of the best rundies in the league. The, the most, the biggest mindfuck of the season this year in fantasy is Miles Gaskin. Thank God I don't own him. Any, like I, He's not on any of my teams, so I'm. I, it's not infecting me. But I keep getting the sit starts about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's back. Go Gaskin. And it's it's one of the hardest person to analyze. From now on, no Gaskin. I'm done with it. Chargers as a whole. I mean, Herbert obviously leading the charge there. 195, one TD, one interception. Pathetic day. And what everybody thought was going to be the shootout of the week. 34-6. to six, Just a dud performance by him the team mike williams two for 27 eckler 55 yards from scrimmage and four receptions a seven and a half ppr half ppr performance just an overall egg laid by the chargers none more so in my opinion than justin herbert looking like he didn't belong today that's true this one gave me a little bit of a double take because on the other side of the ball in that game lamar jackson this is keep in mind he's coming off like one of the biggest fantasy games like ever last week um his team wins 34 to 6 i mean just dominant performance uh, but he only went 19 to 27 for a buck 67. He had one touchdown. He had two picks and he ran for 51 yards. I think that was good for like 12 or 13 fantasy points. Uh, very, very disappointing, at least fantasy day. I think just it, it, obviously it wasn't like, I mean, again, Gaskin too. And some of these other names we're going to talk about, like just complete weak losers for you. But everybody wanted this guy in DFS. Like it was the chalk number one QB and he just laid an egg. It was too bad with multiple old-ass running back scoring touchdowns instead. Gibson, though, 44 yards and a fumble loss, 2.4 from your second, maybe even early first, late first rounder this year. Just an absolutely abysmal day. His bad overall season just continues to get worse and worse. I wonder if he's going to rest now, also picking up a shit injury we'll talk about a little bit later, but awful performance. You called this one. You had, I believe, Tyler Boyd was your guy you were lower on this weekend. Oh, yeah. I'll bet you didn't think it would be this low. One no. reception for seven yards. Just awful. Jamar Chase continues to just take over that complete back, uh, that complete workload of the receiving core. Heineke, just relative to expectations, I think everybody was excited for this guy. He got 10 or 9, depending on your scoring. 182, 181 in. Didn't hold up his end of the bargain in this perceived shootout at all. And this one, come on, do we really need to waste time on David Johnson? Like, of course he was a dud. He sucks. He's been a dud all year. Why'd you even put his, why, why are you even looking at his stat line, man? Because he he was in the starting lineup for a guy in my league. And that's usually, oh. that's usually how I go down is I just look at what's going on. <laughs> but I mean, seven yards and a fumble. That's a, that's 
awful even for David Johnson. Completely. Complete absolute joke, <laughs> but he should never have even been in there. Uh, let's talk about some positive stat lines. I know from the um, you got a couple down here at the top. Jalen Waddle, I think, is right at the top of that list. The first game back with two in a long time. Ten catches, 70 yards, two scores. The target hog of the day. Yes, Parker, Preston Williams were out, but even still, it was clear this was his first and second look. Um, and another pass catcher, I just wanted to mention them kind of, you know, I'll do all of them together. Tua also looked solid, 329, two TDs, an interception. Great, just first effort back. It was against the Jags, but still, positive note there. They lost. Then, I mean, like they lost to the Jags. We don't want to gloss over that. They lost it, to the right, Jags. Now, it true. was in London, but still. Exactly. That's true. It's You can't beat the Jags in London. That's, that. you know, that's. We shouldn't call this an upset. The Jags were in London. But the last Dolphin I did want to make sure to talk about was Mike Gusecki. Eight catches, nine targets, 115. He's just an every week tight end one at a very barren position. He might be like the number five tight end the rest of the season big board from here on out. And two has always loved him. So it's only going to go up from here. So, yeah, that's one of my risers, Nat. Who's somebody else that you'd say is a positive stat line? I I would say – I would love – well, I mean, these guys – or meant something to me because I had one of them and the guy I was playing against had the other one and they're kind of similar. I had Daryl Williams. He had Khalil Herbert. Um, and they're both guys getting the nod this week because of injuries yeah. became the featured backs. And they both had really, really good days, uh, specifically fantasy days. Herbert went 97 yards in a touchdown, added yeah. a couple catches for 15. He also, I was watching he had a touchdown called back. So it could have been more. It really could have been worse. Uh, it was a holding penalty. Daryl Williams, who I got for nothing off waivers. And then you were kind of down on the guy. He did have 62 yards uh, and two touchdowns, and he added four catches for 27, um, leaving Jarek McKinnon with very little cheese to nibble. Exactly. I, I, the, the dominant of the snap share, too, is what kind of stood out for me, especially with Herbert. 53 snaps, three and one were the next closest backs. He was playing, the, the, he ran 29 routes. He was in every down back. So if Damian Williams misses another game, we know Montgomery is due back in one or two. That, that was an every down role for Herbert, and he thrived in every facet of the game. So he looked like a stud. And as you mentioned, Daryl Williams, he played. Let me just quickly look that up. Daryl Williams. Uh, I forgot exactly what the snap was. Daryl, like you said, 21 carries, 62. 53 yards of, of the yards came after contact. 57 of the snaps over doubled the share that McKinnon had. Uh, 30 routes to 18 routes for McKinnon. 20 carries to three for McKinnon. Just the clear-cut every down guy, exactly. I thought the Sterling Shepard target hog, just immediate first game back. How many targets? 14. 10 14. catches, 76 yards. Like like clockwork. Like you never miss time. He is the magnet in that offense, right? So, that, I mean, that that was a very notable positive stat line. Tony did get hurt. And on the beginning drive, it looked like Tony was going to be the target hog. But even still, that, that was a great performance to see from Tony. Now, I, mean, I know now, the Rams – I know the Rams were playing uh, the Giants, which is hardly even an NFL team. But let's talk about Daryl Henderson, who you're calling the mid-round RB steal of 2021, yeah. which I can't really argue with. 21 rushes, 78 yards and a touchdown. He also had two receptions for 29 yards and a touchdown. And, I mean, let, the Rams were clicking everywhere. It wasn't just him. Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup. Uh, there was just a lot going on. The Giants had nothing to offer in return. Exactly. But uh, the running back dead zone, it was called, that middle-round running back range. Most of them have been a dead zone. Mike Davis and you know Miles Sanders, they all kind of suck. Henderson is proving to be the real deal. Uh, the best talent of that group now is also getting the best usage in the best offense. It should have been a no-brainer to us. I don't know why we weren't higher on him. I think we were worried Sony Michelle was going to be a thing, and he's not. Sony gets his driver to a game, but it is the Daryl Henderson show. Uh, yeah. So love to see that. We talked about the Finns passing attack. We did talk about Dalvin Cook. Again, over 60 stats, 31 touches in his first game back. Just 
clearly the guy. But also De- uh, De- DeAndre Swift, the final stat line doesn't look crazy. 24 yards TD. Did have 43 yards on five catches. But what was key here was 49 snaps compared right. to 19 for Jamal Williams. We are starting to see that shift into an every down back. And for a guy that averages last year the most points per fantasy touch and right in the top five this year, the more snaps and the more usage, this guy is approaching elite RB1 territory. Uh, so love to see that. Yeah. Um, and last but not least, and I don't see a stat line. I know that you had said Brandon Cooks had a big game. And oh, yeah. um, let, me, let me just say how, how truly atrocious Houston is. They're atrocious, but he did see 30.9% of the target, like, no, nine receptions, 89 yards. And because they're so atrocious, it was good to see him getting back involved. And I did want to mention as well, Booker playing 54 snaps compared to 15 for Penny, seeing 12 carries to three. Didn't have a huge day, but he ran almost all the routes as well. Uh, so it just confirms if and when Saquon's out, you're going to get that elite one. In terms what's, of their, negative, what's their quarterback's name, Houston's? Uh, Davis Davis Mills. The, the I mean, dude. right. At one point, I mean, things – Things had gotten so bad that I heard the announcer like say they need to take Davis Mills out to protect him. It's like <laughs> protect right, him. You, you got to protect Davis Mills. Yeah, that neck is really out on the line there for sure. Right, that's how bad it got. Uh, in terms of negatives, Daniel Jones. You know he's been he was the QB five before getting hurt last week. This looked like the Daniel Jones of old. This was a vintage Daniel Jones. Ah, uh, fuck. Patch just lost, of course. Two forty-two, three interceptions. Fuck. This show is going to be painful to get through now. Ah. Uh, Shitty ass Daniel Jones is a real bag of dirt. Let's talk about how horrible he is. <laughs> He's pretty bad. Damn it. But no, he looked bad, got stripped and everything, turnover prone, just not everybody was negatively impacted other than Sterling Shepard. Bad performance from him. Interesting, uh, random thing I heard someone saying on TV. Um, the, they lost that game 38 to 11. There's never been an NFL game in history yeah. with a 38 to 11 score. So there you go. Scorigami. Right. Uh, <laughs> Sam Darnold, uh, he came back down to earth. He's been on earth for a couple of weeks now. Yeah. 17 of 41, uh, 207, a touchdown. Seems a like pick. he's firmly planted. He's returned and he's not going anywhere. He's not taken right. back off right, right. anytime soon. Allen Robinson had a season high, 53 yards and catches, four catches. Season highs, again, I, I let me reiterate season highs. That's all you need to know about Allen Robinson. Awful stuff. C.D. Lamb was the one that scored the touchdown. Piece of good. Oh, thank goodness it wasn't. Awful. Awful. Allen Robinson, I think we need to commit to not bringing up his bad stat lines anymore because this is getting more and more predictable every week. What I don't get, Matt, is I I talked about hate-cutting him on Twitter, and people are like, no, just make sure you package him in a trade. Who is lining up to get Allen Robinson? Like, why are people imagining that he has any type of value right now? I don't want to sound like a prick. I do have a very good wide receiving core on my team. I would not. I, I wouldn't Why want would to take up a roster spot with him. I yeah, exactly. He's gonna get a cut. He's going. He's done. He's yeah. toast. Tyler oh. Boyd. We already mentioned. I mean, yeah. in general, the you know receiving core. T. Higgins didn't do much either. He got forty-four yards. But Terry McLaurin for the Washington Football Team: four catches, eight targets, twenty-eight yards. Definitely not the production you'd like to see out of Terry. No, not in an exploitable, easy matchup like that. Uh, and just of note with those Bengals guys too, Chase putting up 97 yards. Just It's clearer and clearer by the week, as it should have been right from week one. He is the alpha. It's Chase's show. We talked about this. If the drops didn't happen in camp, that was the whole prediction. He's the alpha. Higgins would get some touchdowns, and Boyd would be the distant third. I was so low on Boyd coming into the year, and somehow still landed him on my team, and I hate him. I hate him. I want to cut him too. I've got a lot of people there. Mike Williams I won't cut, but goddamn. Two catches, 27 yards. That was scarecrowing out there, don't you think? Yeah, it was a lot of the scarecrow treatment. Go stretch the field. 
and it didn't work. He, he was not healthy. It, it was bad. Should they not do have, have a they do have a bye week coming up right now, so that actually good. is well timed for him. It is annoying to see this floor though. Like I, he's so damn good, so you pretty much can't bench him. But you were hoping oh. it was one of those things you'd see ten to twelve targets nearly every week, and it's a little fluky. It seems at least if he's not healthy, we'll see. Well, he's now we've now had six games, and he's had four amazing games, I think, and two just god awful games. Yeah. So. Ugh. There you go. LaVisca Chenault, I'm not sure why he's even worth mentioning. Six catches, 54 yards. I mean, that's like a kind of normal game for him at this point. Yeah, it, it is. It just meant, you know, he was supposed to see a big uptick with Marvin Jones. I mean, uh, what's his name? DJ Chark done. That's gone to someone else who we're going to talk about in the waiver wire. We did talk about Eckler, dud performance, and also Michael Pittman. Three, you know, two catches, 35 yards after a pure dominant alpha performance last week. Doing alpha things, leaping over people, making crazy grabs just kind of fell to the background for another Colts receiver who we're going to talk about in our waiver-wired section in a little bit. But as you guys are coming in, oh, yeah. the thumbs-up button helps us get out to more people. Uh, sharing it out is uh, very, very uh, helpful. So yes, yeah. we know it. we didn't tell any of you we were going to be here, but since you're here now and so are we, give us a like. Give us that uh, like. Share us out, yeah. Right. Um, Absolutely. All right, we're moving on to waiver-wire or injuries? Uh, I say we do injuries first because then they okay. inform the waiver wire. So let's talk about these. All right. So it was the Kareem Hunt show in, you know, for the Cleveland game with uh, Nick Chubb out, but he actually had to leave the game. Uh, he had a calf injury and it was a non-contact injury, which I don't love. No. And the initial reporting, like people are speculating is an Achilles, which what? Uh, it was an Achilles. Yeah. Then we probably won't see him. So prayers up. It's not, hopefully this is an okay situation but he was not able to put any pressure on the leg he got carted off it didn't look good so of course i mean just because you have to turn this is a fantasy show what's the implications nick chubb will be a top three guy every single week if this is as serious as it looked if nick chubb gets healthy and until then we'll need to think about darrenis johnson and Demetric felton when we get to the waiver wire we'll talk about them but awful prayers up we hope this is nothing big for him as you mentioned mike williams it looked like scarecrow and kind of limping around in and out of the lineup wasn't good as well with Gibson also in and out of the lineup with that shin injury, uh, just bouncing back and forth and seven carries, you know, didn't do any or 12 touches ultimately for 44 yards. Didn't look like himself. No explosion. I, I, I imagine they're going to rest this guy and let some things heal, but we'll find out. I mean, Tyree kill left the game, but he came back playing exactly. against Washington. Um, I mean, you know, there were some people saying, Oh, he doesn't look like his usual self. I mean, I saw him look pretty frisky out there to be honest. Another guy that did come back too after leaving was Beckham returning. And he did look frisky. I agree. He looked like he, nothing wrong, but there was some panic. So I wanted to just reaffirm you guys, even though he left the game, he, he returned, as you said, looking frisky as ever. So he real frisky, frisky. And Odell Beckham, frisky on the sidelines, screaming at his teammates per usual. He did come back into the game, but Baker sucks. They're not, they're never, they've never had this report. So it sucks to see them. We did see two receivers not make it back to the game. That was Paris Campbell and Kadarius Tony. One of them far more important than the other. Kadarius Tony. Let's hope that was nothing serious because he was looking like the potential season winner. Uh, it already broke Odell's record for rookie receiving yards in the game and looked equally as explosive after the catch. Uh, just, I, I really hope this guy's okay because it would be a loss of some real talent on the field. Last but not least, AJ Brown, who's kind of been struggling with injury issues and really not producing even when he's healthy. Um, he's been downgraded to questionable for week six against the bill, uh, the, the bills he's sick. I mean, it's actually not, not a, uh, physical injury type thing, but he's got an illness. Hopefully it's not COVID. Uh, exactly. but, but anyway, um, 
yeah, keep that in mind. I really feel like the Bills might beat the Titans by like 45 points. I think they will too. I think they're going to, the Bills are going to steamroll them. Absolutely. And I'm going against Josh Allen and I'm not looking forward to that at all. You shouldn't be. Uh, and that that's it for injuries. As far as we saw, at least if we missed any, please comment them on in. We'll make sure to hit them in the questions when we get there. Uh, and as we said, some of those will inform our waiver wire real quickly through those. We mentioned with Michael Pittman, he was not the alpha today. Four catches for 80 yards, leading the team in receiving was T.Y. Hilton. Um, it looked like he'd never missed any time. He was popping up after each catch, looking fired up. Didn't play a full complement of snaps, but did ultimately make it count when he was in there. Uh, and they've got a pretty easy schedule down the stretch here. I could see T.Y. rounding into farm form at only 39% rostered. I'd say he's worth a good Ten to fifteen dollar, you know, fifteen percent, whatever your end up budget is. This guy looks like he could be a, a real stretch run difference maker. All right, um, let's talk about Callaway yeah. on the waiver wire. I mean, this is a guy that, like before the season, we were so high on, and after two, three weeks, I cut him. I was like, "What's the point of having this guy?" He did have four out of eight catches. I mean, for eight eight targets, four catches, eighty five yards, two touchdowns. That's not nothing. I mean, that's a no. real day right there. And um, I don't know. He's thirty four percent owned. Maybe you need a receiver. Maybe he's your guy. Exactly. That happened two weeks ago, but they didn't play this week. So I think a oh, lot shit. of people. Sorry, sorry. No, no. But you, were, you I put the stat line on purpose because uh, oh, right. I that was a week lot of five. people forget that he did this in his last game out because they saw him on the waiver wire. And then we're like, oh, crap, he has a bye. He can't help me right now. And there's uh, the bye weeks are starting to pick up. So it's getting harder to hold these people. So he did get cut. Like you said, a lot of people, he's useless. Let's send him out here. And now he's sitting out there in a lot of leagues and got kind of overlooked and passed over. So I think Callaway, definitely one of those guys to go look, see if he got passed over in your league. Cause he gets Seattle, then Tampa Bay, Atlanta, then Tennessee. All of them are bottom 10. Most of them are bottom five against wide receivers and the pass in general. So check for those guys. Our Hail Mary tight end of the week. A lot of people love this guy, but nobody more than our namesake. No, Ricky Seals Jones, RSJ, our baby, baby. Four catches on six targets. We're only behind Terry McLaurin. 58 yards and a score. Destroyed that secondary. They get the Packers this week. Their secondary is all over the place right now. Shootout style game. He played legitimately 100% of the snaps and ran damn near 100% of routes today. An absolutely great guy to look for on your way to wire. You want someone you can definitely pick up? You want someone (laughs) who's 0% owned. Jamal Agnew, five out of six catches. Uh, 78 yards in week six playing against Miami. And it's actually the second straight week he's had a like legit role in the Jacksonville passing game. Yeah, he had five catches and six targets for 78 yards this week. He had eight targets last week. You get the, the bonus, especially those of you that play in return yards, you might be actually owned in those leagues because he is a return monster, but a decent, you know, every couple of weeks, it seems like he's scoring a return touchdown. So there's some upside to this guy. If he's going to carve out a, a real role up to now 106, 19 targets, 11 catches, 13 targets across these last two games. So seven catches on seven targets last week. I correct myself. I'm definitely a guy that's going to be out there in a lot of leagues. Probably ahead of all these guys on your waiver wire, especially if this injury lingers, is J.D. McKissick would be my number one pickup of everyone we've talked about so far if he's out there. 42% rostered, eight rushes, 45 yards. But, of course, the more important usage, eight catches on 65 uh, for 65 yards and with Gibson out it did not become a lot of people speculate oh Jared Patterson he'll be the next man up he'll take the big back role and then McKissick will kind of fade off in the darkness I get the game script was kind of in the favor so who knows but McKissick was the every down back when Gibson was leaving there Uh, so he'll have a ton of upside if Gibson that misses some time maybe Patterson will be involved he's also less uh roster at this point I think one percent at this point so 
if you don't have McKissick, he's not out there and you can't go and use him, check out for uh, Patterson there for sure. Rashad Bateman, we've been uh, dancing around for weeks now because he's been on the IR. He's off the IR. He was actually on the field this week. He's only 28% owned. He was targeted six times, caught four balls for 29 yards, and you have written next to him involved. And that's exactly what I would have said. I mean, he's involved. And, and exactly. we'll see the extent of that. We'll see if he becomes the alpha or if he's just a, a decent piece and a decent offense. Uh, I don't, he's out there. Only 28% owned. Might be worth a stab. Absolutely, especially with the drops by Marquise. Again, I know Marquise is the guy, but if he keeps dropping it like this rate, you got to imagine Bateman's role. He, he was moving the chains. It was the role we expected. And when they get down, I, I want to see what this guy's role is on a week like what the Colts was on Monday Night Football when they need to play catch-up. I could see Bateman being a real big piece of this offense. Patrick, another touchdown, another solid, again, above 12 PPR points in every game this year other than one. He hit that in the first quarter this week. 35% rostered. He's just so steady. I don't get it. Nobody wants to roster him. Go get the guy. Donovan Peoples-Jones, 1% owned. So unless you're in that 1% league, you could get this guy if you wanted him. OBJ's injured. We talked about it. Peoples-Jones, four catches, 101 yards, two scores. And I saw one of those touchdowns. He knocked the shit out of a Arizona player that was in his way. Like right? Just threw him to the ground, looked like Barrel. DK Metcalf. Uh, uh, so that made me like him. Absolutely. Yeah, he plays with some some heart. And again, OBJ just doesn't seem like he belongs. I wouldn't be shocked if he hits the trade block sneaky. Here I agree. And, and opens up a big role for DPJ. We'll see. Uh, but oh, he was the darling of training camp. And we're starting to see these glimpses of why making high degree difficulty catches. And as you said, after the catch, looking like a beast as well. Amon Ross St. Brown, he didn't do much. He's had two straight really good games. And then, you know, 13 points or more and two straight this week. He didn't do much. 26 yards. But he saw seven targets again after they talked about getting him more and more involved. I believe that was a team high behind only uh, TJ Hawkinson, about team high of the receivers. Just a steady guy at this point, um, a steady, steady role on a team that's going to pass all the time. So keep a look for him, only, I think, 20% rostered coming in today. Yeah, and I mean, St. Brown had very few yards. He had like 10 PPR points, though. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. Even though he didn't do it's anything. Exactly it's not there. Yeah. Exactly. Racks last, last but not least, Mo Alley-Cox. One out of three targets, 28 yards, but that one catch was a touchdown. Uh, you know, he's playing a position that is kind of a roulette wheel type position in the first place. He's done pretty well the last three weeks, at least. Exactly. He's been striking that, that roulette wheel in two of his last three. It's just an athletic freak. The, the catch he made in the red zone was sick. Uh, the guy can get it done for you if you're desperate at tight end in these bye week spills. Awesome, guys. Well, thanks again so much for coming back to the uh, – it's been a while since we did the post game. It's fun to do. For sure to be back here. If we do it again, we'll tell you we're doing it. Oh, yeah, I'll try to announce it. it. It is going to be kind of sporadic depending on the weekend if we're traveling or not. But we love to hit them when we're not. Um, it, I'll be live tomorrow, risers and fallers of uh, week six. So be there for that. Wave Riders on Tuesday. Both of those at 7 p.m. Eastern time as will be my ranking show. And then I'll be back with the truth on Thursday as always. So 7 p.m. every weeknight, Monday through Thursday. Uh, we'll be back. So come on down. Check out the schedule. And until then, thank you guys so much. Like, subscribe, get out of that bell so you know when we're going to be live every single time. But best of luck, whatever you need to get your win this week. We hope you get it. I'm the wolf. I'm the truth. World full of fancy sheep, guys. Be that wolf. Later. Later. We used to have it all, but now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh, 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 oh. And wave out to the crowd and take our final bow. Show. At least we stole the 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 show. At
least we stole the show. At least we stole the show. Second down, third effort, touchdown, oh. That's pretty awesome. That's old-fashioned football right there, folks.